people buy into people. So I have to be authentically me. Like I have to be me. I can't, I don't want to be anybody else. And so for me, when I put out music, when I speak about things or whatever, you know, I'm not worried about what you're doing. And that's where a lot of, you know, people in general, but we just talk about artists go wrong. I'm not worried about you over here in this lane. I'm focused on my lane. You know what I'm saying? And so who is going to rock with me is who's going to rock with me. Who's going to buy into me is who's going to buy into me. And that's who I have to focus on. How's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of Secrets to Silent Success. Today we have the one and only Kevin Hawkins. How you doing this morning, brother? I'm doing good. How you doing, Michael? Can't complain, can't complain. But we'll jump right into it. Is that all right? Yeah, I'm ready. Cool, cool. Let's do it. So we want to talk about your music journey, right? Yeah. You've uh, been a music director. You were a drum major in band. I was yeah. also in band, too. Shout out, okay. to band. shout out to the band. Okay, geeks. shout out to the band. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then also study music at the University of North Texas, yeah. right? Just tell me a little bit about your journey with music and where does that passion come from? So the passion starts at a young age, two years old. So I grew up in my father's, well, it was my granddad's church first. Okay. It was called Old and New Testament. And then we transitioned when uh, Lancaster and DeSoto was like really, for those that are from Dallas, they know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it became my father's church okay. called uh, Anointed Fellowship Bible Church. And I became the music director at like 10 years old. Wow. So from that, I was always in elementary band. I was in piano lessons. Um, and then I went to, you know, junior high, high school. Yeah. And then I, you know, pursued music in college, doing music education and vocal performance. And then... I was like, you know, at the age of 15, I was like, I, I feel like I had my first professional gig. Okay. And so I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Because a long time I was saying I wanted to be like a heart surgeon, but mm -hmm. I knew the music was like, yeah, no, this is what I want to do. So yeah, yeah, at 15, that's when I really like started going for it. Gotcha, gotcha. What happened with that first performance gig at 15 or the first professional gig at 15 yeah. that made you say, okay, maybe cardiac surgeon is not what I want to do. I really want to do the music because well, a lot of people don't follow their dreams like that yeah, early on. Yeah, you know on. what is so funny? Okay, so the my teacher in middle school, she was like going around asking everybody what they wanted to be. I was like, I'm going to be a heart surgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, all right, let me see your hands. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I guess they do like a medical test or whatever to see if your hands are stable. Like as a, I, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. And she was like, no, you can't be no heart surgeon. Your hands too shaky. I was like, yes, I can. Yeah, you yeah. know, but I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go pursue music. Sure. You know, and so, you know, it's so funny because I'm always one to say to everyone I come across, even to children, I say um, all the time, you can truly be whatever you want to be. And I know that sounds so cliche. However, why, when it comes to being a rapper yeah. or a singer, you hear the little snickers, you hear the little giggles, yeah, you know, yeah. when, you know, it's just like, ugh, good luck. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. if you say teacher, doctor, lawyer, it's like, that's the way to go. Nobody believes in it until they actually believe it because they didn't seen you actually accomplish it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, that was my journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that I enjoy about your journey as well is that you have the art side over here, right? Yeah. You have the originals, but you were also able to monetize your craft through wedding singing and things yeah. of that nature, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that uh, journey of monetizing your craft and yeah. what advice do you have for others who may, maybe they want to be a singer, but are not seeing it monetized through Spotify, through the songwriting and things like that. How could they go and monetize it through something like wedding singing? Well, you know, for years leading into uh, 
before I was actually a wedding singer, I started at the Balcony Club, okay. which is in Dallas um, off of Abrams. And Liz Michael, I was waiting tables at the Cheesecake Factory. I was still going to UNT and everything. And I ran into her because I saw her on Welcome Home Roscoe Jenkins with Martin Lawrence and mm -hmm. uh, Monique. And I was like, aren't you that lady from that movie? And she was like, I have, we just started flowing through conversation right yeah. there. And she was like, I have this jazz club. You know, I do this open mic on the, at the chess club on Monday nights, and that's how I got my start as far as, like, being really, really introduced to people. Mm -hmm. So then, like, about six, seven years in, so right before the pandemic, 2019, um, someone, this uh, lady, she saw me saying her name was Crystal, and she brought me on to this company called Intensity Entertainment. Yeah. From there, the weddings was just, like, were just coming, and I was building my name in that scene, yeah. and as far as, like, well, it was 2019 and then 2020, the pandemic. Sure, sure. Yeah. But everything was just, like, picking up, and I was just like, oh. But the weddings, as far as, like, monetization, is just, like, I've always said, you know, you have to do what you don't want to do. Not saying I didn't want to do weddings. Sure, but sure. we all have to do what we don't want to do in order to do what you do want to do. Sure. And, but I loved performing anyway, and so I would just take the, the church money. Yeah. I would take the, the wedding, you know, the corporate gigs. I would take all of that stuff, and yeah. I would invest it into what I was doing, yeah. you know, but I love music, period. Sure, so sure. It, it, was, it wasn't nothing to me, yeah. Yeah, one of the beliefs that I subscribe to is that you got to play in the minor leagues a little bit. Yeah. So I'm a filmmaker, right? Yeah. If someone gave me $5 million to make a film when I was 22, I would have took an L on that. Yeah. Because I don't know, I didn't know what I was doing, yeah. right? Yeah. So you do the corporate gigs, you mm -hmm. do the weddings, yeah. you do the small short films. Yeah. Did you ever feel that way? Like, hey, when I'm performing at this wedding, or I'm performing at this corporate gig or at this balcony club mm -hmm. that, hey, I'm refining my craft i'm getting better for when the stage lights are big and bright yeah you, ever you feel know, that way? yeah you well it is it is perfecting your craft yeah. it is every time you step on the stage no matter if it's 20 people in that audience or at the weddings i mean some of these people will have weddings like it would be 400 people there yeah, i remember yeah. i did uh clay cooley's daughter's wedding it was so many people at this wedding and it was this huge stage and it was decorated with all kind of floor arrangements, stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, that's a big stage for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, even though we are singing cover songs, you know, whatever, it is preparing me for the moment that I'm in right now. I already all, always knew that was coming. Yeah. So that's how I felt. I'm just like, it's, it may, your, your path is just different. Your journey is just different. Sure, but sure. at the end of the day, you know where you want to get. So keep doing it. You yeah. know, man, to find people that believe in you mm -hmm. and you know see what you want to do and i was telling my girl frankie blair the other day i was like if i could have 10 of me yeah whoo yeah. how far would i be yep because i know my work ethic is crazy mm -hmm. you know and i know what people have said and stuff but you gotta have that drive you yeah. gotta have that fight you know and i listen to ray daniels um who i've had a conversation but he's heavy in the industry he's uh, uh artist manager yeah he you know, he's been at Warner, he's been at Interscope, you know, uh, and I just listen to, listen to the Guy Show podcast, you know, I'm, dude, it's so much insightful information that artists could get about publishing, writing, royalties and stuff, just paying attention to all that, like the stuff yeah. that you need to educate yeah, yourself yeah, on, yeah. you know, it's, you gotta it's, know the business along mm -hmm. with the, along yes. with the music and passion. and just yeah. having people, like I said, my work ethic is crazy, like, I, my mom, she's telling me, make sure you get some rest. Oh, I'm gonna sleep. 
Mm-hmm. I ain't got I'm no choice. My body gonna make me sleep. I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I'm gonna get my rest. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, but I know some people be like, dang, he stays on the go. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I'm telling you, I be, I'm wanted, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, as much as you love it, sometimes you're gonna hate it. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, you be like, like you say you gotta do those things that you don't wanna do. You gotta do those things you don't wanna do. People gonna shit on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People gonna overlook you when you know you kill it. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they know that you kill it. it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You'd be like, why, 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 why? That's yeah. just the human part of it, you know, but it's just like, yeah. Well, two, two things I want to ask. You mm-hmm. talked about you have that crazy work ethic. Mm-hmm. How do you find a track, interview source, other people to be around you with that same work ethic? Because I know for me, if I'm out there grinding 110% and somebody on the team is not, like that, 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 that bitterness or the animosity, or you, are you say once they show you, then you gotta let them go. How do you find people like that behind a camera that's gonna work and match your work ethic? It's, it's just going back to that gut feeling, like you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And you know, people, you always hear people say, as an artist, I hear this all the time. You know, people say, oh, don't forget about the small people. Don't forget about where you come from. Don't forget about, um, you know, when you get big, you know, remember me and stuff. And then, you know, you outgrow people. Mm-hmm. Because, baby, you got to keep up. Yeah. You got to keep up. You know what I'm saying? And I don't say that to disrespect, but you have to keep up. I'm moving. Yeah. Yep. So if you're not, you know, and it, like you do outgrow people and that's just life, you know, but you, you have to keep up because I know where I want to be within five to ten years. You know, so I need you to keep up at this pace. And, you know, I don't want to be, you know, like uh, the person of saying like, oh, you know, it's about money and stuff. But I, you know, I have told my team and stuff like if I'm not making money, nobody's making money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have to meet deadlines. We have to meet our goals and stuff. And it's just like, you know, sometimes people, they don't want to hear like the, the brutal honesty. But I have to tell you this. In order to make not just you better, but to make this entire project, this entire whatever we're doing better, you know, and, you know, people say you're only as strong as your weakest link, which is true. Mm -hmm. You know, that is so true. But it's just like finding those people that believe in you. And a lot of times, you know, artists, when they first get started, I need a manager. I need you don't have nothing to manage. Yeah. You don't have nothing to manage. Okay, you know, and and it does just keeping it real. Go and put out some music, you know, go take some shots, go get some videos and stuff like that. Because people come to me all the time. How are you doing X, Y, Z? How are you doing this and stuff like that? Like, y'all, this is the real, raw, authentic Kevin. This is who I am on the phone. You know what I'm saying? You know, because I love stuff like this. Because it's just, I'm so passionate about it. Go get a publicist first. So they can publicize you. Because yes. people want to know what's the difference. Like, a publicist publicizes you. You know, that's PR. Yep. And then the manager, you manage your manager. They don't manage you. This is not McDonald's. This is not Wendy's. This is, no. You, they, they work for you. Mm-hmm. And I say this so graciously and so ever kindly, you know, but, you know, I, I, artists get taken advantage of so many times by people. You know, it's it's just like, but you can you can be nice to everybody, but also have to stand in who you are and be firm and direct. Yep. Yep. You know, I I don't believe in cussing people out. I don't believe in none of that because that gets nothing done. Yeah, it's about but respect. I, yeah, it's about respect. Yeah. You you respect me, I respect you. You know, it, it goes both ways. So I would never talk down to someone, but I'm not gonna let them walk run over me. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Mm -hmm. So that's just one of those things, um, you know. So yeah, go get a publicist. Go and then, you know, work with, we always try to go for the people that have already made it hmm. or, or the people, the producers that's already at the top. Work with somebody right next to you. Yeah. So y'all can build together. Yeah. They can help you develop yeah. yourself. They still dope too. Yeah. Yeah, y'all can, yeah. can grow together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another thing I wanted to talk about was you said, you know, when you are younger and you tell someone, hey, I want to be a musician, I want to be a rapper, mm -hmm. I want to be a singer, you may hear the Snickers, you may hear, you know, getting made fun of, people not believing, oh, that's a, that's a pipe dream, right? Yeah. How mm -hmm. did you deal with that and what do you have to say to others who may want to have those same career aspirations? What do you tell them? Well, first of all, you know, uh, people around you, children, you know, as people, as we are, are kids, and I'm saying this to the adults, you know, if you have a child or a teacher, if you teach children or whatever, because I've, you know, I've been in education too, if somebody says they want to be a rapper or a singer, they can do that. They can truly, you can truly be whatever you want to be. If we say, the, you know, this is America, the land of opportunity, you know, whatever, you could truly be whatever you want to be. Hmm. Like, and really mean that, really own that. Yeah. If you're gonna say it, why not live it? Yeah. You know, because, and like, why, why do we laugh when people say, oh, I wanna be a comedian and stuff like that? Because it's not the conventional. Now, we live in a, you know, it's 2023, so things have definitely changed. Sure, you know what I'm saying? Sure. For us, from us growing up in the 90s. But it's just like, you know, people don't believe it until they see it, like they truly see it, yeah. you know. It's not, it's not faith at that point. It's, yeah, it's you know, there, yeah, right? yeah. of course you but believe it. Right we have, if, especially, yeah. and it's crazy because, you know, sometimes it comes from people who I know are religious. Yeah. They go to church, and if we say you have to have a faith of a mustard seed, but then you go and snicker about somebody saying, oh, maybe you should choose this career path. No, 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 you told me I should have had the faith of a mustard seed. Yeah. Come on. We got to we got to take yeah, this back. Lining up. Yeah. It's, it's not lining up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not lining up. So, you know, it's just like, you know, no, you could truly be whatever you want to be. And in the music industry, you know, it really takes about a good 10 years for people mm -hmm. to really take you seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, but you got to be you got to be doing it. Some yeah. people, you know, they could have that one hit song and it just blew up. They, they yeah. put out music, put out one song yeah. and it happens. The rest of it got to put them 10,000 hours in. You got to put those hours <laughs> in. It's, it's a different journey for everybody. Yep. And that's what's yep. so beautiful. You're on your own walk, you're on your own journey, you know, but you cannot be afraid to go after it, you know. And listen, it's way harder to start over. Hmm. It's way, 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 way harder to start over. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, there are some times where I'd be like, I'm about to give up. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it'd be some days you'd be like, you know what I'm saying? We mm -hmm. all, it's but that's tough. the humanness. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have those days you'd be like, oh, boy, I'm on fire. fire. Oh, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on fire. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you'd be like, it's happening. It's happening. But you have those days you'd be like, F this, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm about to give up because y'all tripping. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah, you have those things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Obviously, everybody's seen you on The Voice, mm -hmm. right? I want you to talk about that experience a little bit, but not just the high. Talk about some of the challenges that you also face when doing The Voice and all of that that you worked on. Yeah, so I am a pretty, um, you know, mentally, you know, mentally, you know, everything's fine, you know, emotionally, physically, you know. 
But the voice was a process that was a year in the making before mm -hmm. I got the call in 20, 2021. Okay. And I actually was just like, I, I didn't think I was going to do it because I had auditioned so many times before. Yeah. But this time around, you know, they reached out and I was just like, okay. Then they reached out again because this was the same season that for the same season I was on yeah. and I was just I didn't submit my tape and then they were like listen submissions are closing get your video in wow. so when they called again I was like okay it looked like it's really about to happen and then I submitted my uh, tape so I sang Stevie Wonder isn't she lovely mm -hmm. I sang uh, Kiss uh, by Prince and I sang Feeling Good and they call me, uh, Michelle McNulty called me like a week or two later. I was at the gym. She was like, hey, we're casting you for the show. And I was yeah. like, finally, you <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, was, yeah. But you know, it's like all your hard work is paid off. Yeah. And so for me, that was the one of the highs, you know, and then when you really get into it, you really get into filming and you have to be quiet for all these months. Nobody yeah. knows what's going on. Cause yeah. I had just upped and took off to California. Everybody's like, what is going on? You know, blah, blah, blah. And so I would say the lows for me, like where I became very emotional was my one performance. It was when I sang This Woman's Work uh, mm -hmm. by Kate Bush, but I performed the Maxwell's version. I had never in my life like experienced performance anxiety, hmm. you know, and because um, I, I, I just, I never had it. You know, people yeah. always ask me like, or do you get nervous on stage? And I'm like, not really. Yeah. I was so nervous in rehearsals. I was shaking. It was because we did three-way knockouts, and I was going against people that I was super close to, had developed mm. a relationship with, and I was like, I just have to get past this hump to make it to the lives. Yeah. I was like, I just have to get past this. And I was just like, I'm such a perfectionist, and I was just like, oh, this is not going the way I want it to go. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how you just, like, I'm used to it's like a control thing, sure, sure. you know, and I was just like, this is not going the way I want it to go. And so, but I was like, I'm just going to leave it all. I was actually crying the night before mm. we I actually performed. And then when I actually performed, I was like, whoo. And in my head, I'm like, you killed that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Leading up to it, it was, it was crazy. And yeah. then seeing people go home, hmm. knowing that you could be on the chopping block as well for something that you want so bad. So that was definitely like some challenges. Yeah. you know, to and trying to learn like a whole bunch of music, you sure, know, which sure. I, I've done that, but just like within a certain time constraint because it's like, we're giving you the song this yeah. day, you need All to have it ready tomorrow. Yeah, 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 uh -huh. yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take it back a little bit to the This Woman's Works performance, right? You mm -hmm. talk about you're dealing with all of this emotionally, you're thinking about, hey, I, I'm gonna knock people out potentially. Yeah. How did you overcome those low feelings to go out there and have performance where when you finish like I killed that yeah you know I I feel like in those moments because I know that I'm so competitive yeah I was calling everybody to hear me sing the song hmm. I called my mom my dad I was calling another guy that was on the show but uh, he got eliminated and then I was calling uh, my barber yeah John <laughs> I was calling so many people I was like listen and it was like it sounds great and they was like, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do this. And then Blake was telling me, I think you should go more into your chest voice. I was like, well, the song lives in the f falsetto. Yeah. So it was like one of those things, I'm just like, <sighs> so it was so many people coming, mm -hmm. you should do this, you should, and that's what it was starting to get to me. Yeah, yeah. Because now the pressure, and they had never done 
a three-way knockout. It's only you versus another person. person yeah. You yeah. know, I was going against two other. I was going against two other acts, and the yeah. way I say two other acts because I went against a duo too. Oh, you know, wow. so it was yeah, a duo, yeah. which was a, a husband and wife yeah. duo, and then Bodie in the drives and myself. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm going in, and honestly, I knew because the people told me behind the scenes, it was like, nobody wants to go against Kevin. Hmm. So that's a lot of added pressure yeah. because you're trying to make sure that you're at this level and you keep going, and other people is like, well, I don't want to go against you. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know from their, their perspective, it's just like, well, it may be like intimidation or something like that, but mm -hmm. that's intimidating. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, that's a lot yeah. of pressure, you yeah, know? And yeah. so it, it's just like, <sighs> dude, I was going through. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was really going through it, and I was yeah. so, that, that anxiety was like, it was at another level, and I had never experienced that before. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about the performance itself. Mm -hmm. I do professional speaking, mm -hmm. and I always tell people, your anxiety is what killed you before the performance. Your yeah. hands clamming, your throat is dry, you're yeah. overthinking. Yeah. Once you get on that stage, yeah. you forget about everything that happened because you're in the moment. Yeah. How was it for you when you're on that stage in that moment? Um, so I walked out, and... I just, I was like, you know what, you have to do something to get the audience. Because yeah. I feed off of the energy yeah, of yeah, the yeah, audience. And yeah. I was like, let's go. You can see, I was like, let's go. Everybody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I heard, doom, 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 doom. I was like, ah, ah. And I was like, because yeah. that you was, that, I was like, if I could just get that out. Yeah. Because in rehearsal, I was like, it was not mm. coming. And the vocal coach behind the scenes, she was like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. Hmm. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, I'm just, I'm freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And it, in my 28 years of living, I was like, that has never happened. Mm. I was like, I'm, I, it was, yeah. Yeah, but you made it through. Yeah, you I made it through. And then at yeah. the end, you know, I'm just, I'm so dramatic. You know, I gave him one and I said, <laughs> Yeah. Like what else? Like those Patty LaBelle things. Yeah, yeah, got the Patty LaBelle bow. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And everybody was screaming. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's awesome. So you talk about doing the show. Uh, you get to the point of being eliminated by the votes. Talk to me about your initial reaction when those votes came in. But then also your bounce back. You haven't missed a beat. Like, you're still no. killing it, right? So yeah. tell me a little bit about all of that. Well, I had prepared. Yeah, makes sense. And I kind of knew that day I was going home. You know, um, you know, everybody's like, don't read the comments, don't watch this. And I was just like, and I had a great performance the night before. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't a song that everybody knew, mm -hmm. you know. I know the song, you know, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, and then, but when I sang Redbone, I chose that song. Mm -hmm. I chose Redbone. And so I knew that that was in my wheelhouse, yep. you know. Yep. And not saying the other song wasn't, but it wasn't one of those sing, sing songs, you know. It's just like it was like in the boom from the time. You can, it was like one of those grooves you would skate to. Yeah. But Redbone, because I, I wanted to sing Prince in, on the show, but Prince is so hard to get cleared. Mm -hmm. You, you probably <laughs> they were saying that you couldn't really get a Prince song until you made like the top eight. So that was like my goal. It was like I'm gonna sing. If yeah. I get the top eight, I'm gonna do this. And I was like. Okay, I'm prepared to be in the bottom, so I'm gonna tear this red bone up. Yeah. And I was gonna, I made it, you know, I was like, when I uh, sang red bone, I was, it was like I, it was an outer body experience mm. for me. 
Mm. But that's how I am on stage, you know, when I'm singing those kind of songs. Like, it was yeah. an out-of-body experience, and I was like, I'm going to make this hard for y'all to send me home. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to make this hard for y'all to send me home. And I left it all on the stage. It was so loud in there, mm. Gwen couldn't even talk. Mm. And the emotion was just exuding because, like, I have to be honest, the human part of me, I was mad. Yeah. I was mad. I was feeling so many things. And I'm just like... I feel like, you know, with the title of the show, The Voice, which I am grateful for everything that, you know, but it's just like, I had shown many, so many sides. I had showed so many sides of my voice of yeah. what it could do. Yeah. You know, the Stevie Wonder, the ballad with this woman's work, the uh, the strength of John Legend's um, um, uh, Every Day Away Preach, you know, mm -hmm. and then here I am showing this dance side of Silk Sonic. Now I'm showing this vocal agility on Redbone. It's just like, this is what, this is, you what know what I'm saying? the show is about, or should this be is, about, This yeah. is what the show should be about, you yeah. know, and so I'm just like, I'm leaving it all on the stage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I felt like, you know, the studio audience should vote too. Yeah. They were in there. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were in there. And it was, it was so loud. And then you could just see me, I just like, I was so emotional, I just busted out in tears. Mm. Because you know how like, when you know you've given your all? Yeah. Like I've given my all. Yeah. I want to be here. I want to stay. So, man, that night was crazy. And then when I, you know, got eliminated, because I had mentally prepared myself for sure, that. Sure. That night, going into, like, the next few days, I, I think I had, like, two, over 2,000 messages. Wow. I, I, it took me weeks to respond. And I've... I don't even think I've ever fully responded to everybody in... Because, like, I read all my text messages and I like to respond on the spot. And so my phone could say zero it's yeah, right yeah dude it's never been back to zero since that moment wow it's always like that red thing of this is how many unread techniques you have because yeah. it's just after that people were like you were robbed and it was stuff. so yeah. that's the human part you know but yeah i was i was i was i was pretty mad yeah you yeah. know but i was i was happy Mm -hmm. It was it was like a lot it's of a whole experience. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So you talked uh, about hey, you know, two thousand messages from that experience. Mm -hmm. I'm sure your brand, everything took off yeah. after that. Uh, there's a lot of individuals, myself included, where you're mm -hmm. trying to build that social capital. You're yeah. trying to get more of the fame, get more of the your message out there, right? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, when you're trying to get that message out there. People will contort themselves and not be true to themselves. Yeah. Right? You had a, a quote that was uh, said something to the effect of "Know who you are." Yeah. Right? And then recognize the people that love yeah. you for that yeah. love you for you. Yeah. And that's the music that matters. Tell me about that quote, and then tell me about staying true to yourself, even though the environment and the people around you may be switching up. You talk about just packing up and going to LA without yeah. telling anybody, right? How yeah. did you stay yourself? You know, it's so funny. I saw a quote from Warren Buffett that said, you know, most people don't even like themselves. Mm. You know, so that shouldn't determine who you want to be or who you are. You yeah. are you. They are them. You know, and so most people are projecting their insecurities onto you yeah. because deep down they want to do what you're doing. Hmm. But society or the people around them they feel like, I'm not going to have the support. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And from a young age, you can ask anybody in my family. I was always outspoken. I was always, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I did not care what anyone had to say or think about me. Yeah. Because people buy into people. Hmm. They don't, you know, they buy, but they buy into their product because they buy into people. They buy yeah. into you. Yeah. So I have to be 
authentically me. Like I have to be me. Yeah. I can't, I don't want to be anybody else. And so for me, when I put out music, when I speak about things or whatever, you know, I'm not worried about what you're doing. And that's where a lot of, you know, people in general, but we just talk about artists go wrong. I'm not worried about you over here in this lane. Yeah. I'm focused on my lane. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so who is going to rock with me is who's going to rock with me. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to buy into me is who's going to buy into me. And that's who I have to focus on. Yeah. And I, the more you, the more people start to realize that that's when people will be like, you know, I like him. Hmm. I like her. Yeah. You know, because it's just like, I'm, not, I'm focused on me. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, people are going to have something to say about everything. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I remember um, when I first dyed my hair blonde. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it's like, you know, it's black yeah. right now, you yeah, know. Yeah. But my <laughs> natural hair is really, is honestly, like a sandy brown. Okay. And, you know, like if I'm in a different climate, like it could turn red. Like, yeah. seriously. So, um, um, and I do have a picture of, to prove that <laughs> when I was a little boy. Um, so... I remember, and Jonathan could tell you, when I was in uh, at UNT, I had dyed my hair like purple or like a red yeah. violet. Yeah. You know, and they were like, I have always been wearing these like these colorful suits and what I had been doing that for years. Yeah. Four yeah. years. And, you're, and you know, you're in college, and everybody's like, whoa, he just got so much swag. swag yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's just like, you know, whatever. And then I'm going back and looking at pictures from, I'm like, Kim, what the hell was you thinking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's, that was the time. That it was the time. time. That was the time, <laughs> yeah, too. about the 2012, yeah, 2013. Yeah, that was the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so I remember when I was like, I'm going to dye my hair blonde because I just feel like blonde is going to work for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and my mom, because I'm a PK, you know, my, my dad is pastor. My mom was like, you better die down here, blonde. Hmm. And I was like, it's going to work. I was like, it's going to work. It's going to be fine. And I dyed my hair blonde, and I you know, walked into church, and everybody was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the former uh, pastor, he passed away. His wife, um, granddaughter, she actually I did Beyonce's Vogue cover a couple years ago. She was like, my granddaughter died. Uh, she's a photographer. I can't think of her name right now. But she was like, my granddaughter dyed her hair blonde. She was like, I get it, you know, you know, whatever. And I had been blonde ever since that moment for like three and a half years. Wow. To the point where I went back to this a couple months ago. Yeah. Everybody was like, where's the blonde? blonde? <laughs> where's the blonde? Yeah. Because they had gotten used, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It became and part they, of the brand it almost. It became part of the brand. Yeah. And I told my mom years ago, I said, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I went to the Silk Sonic concert last year and I wore this silky blue pajama suit, you know, and I actually ended up wearing it on the, uh, isn't she lovely when I sang on the first episode of The Voice uh, that I was on. And Blake was like, you're the only person that could pull off this silky pajama suit. And I looked at my mom, I said, I told you. (laughs) I told, I know, look what I got on now. Yeah, yeah. This is me. You know what I'm saying? And and I was just like, I I told my mom, I said, I told you, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to wear, even if I do wear some crazy, it's me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. it's just like, that, that's me. Yeah. And But I, I've been doing this for years. I'm, I'm not changing now. Yeah. 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 I would say what advice or what words of wisdom would you give to someone who may be struggling to, to be themselves as a performance, as an artist, because they feel like they got to fit a certain mold to yeah. get to a certain place. You're like, man, screw the mold. I'm going to be me, and they're going to like me, and they're going to like me or not, right? Yeah. What would you tell to somebody? So I would say my first piece of advice is to be authentically you. Just be authentically you. I would say my second piece, um, if I had to do three pieces, I would say my second piece is to 
I said, authentically you, owning you, hmm. you know, owning who you are is vital to your being, to, you know, the person, I want to say the person that you want to portray, but the person that, you know, you know, you want the world to see you as. And then I would say investing in you, investing in you at all costs, no matter if it's a penny. You know, a lot of times we feel like we're not, we, I don't have the funding to do this. I don't have the means to do that. Do it. Do it. Yeah. You know, do it. Yeah, yeah. I can go on a, a totally different topic. So I got into the video production yeah. area because my brother's a musician. Okay. And I feel like a lot of times, I don't want to get into this. No, no, you no, no, let's get into it. Because you, you talked about investing yourself. Yeah. I feel like creatives and art, you got to invest in yourself, whether yeah. that's the equipment, whether yeah. that's the studio time, whether that's the wardrobe, yeah. whether that's even, you know, getting the facial to take care of, you got to invest in yourself. If you're not going to invest in yourself, how can you expect others, a record label, other, uh, other managers to yeah. invest in you if you're not investing in yourself? Like I said, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Yeah. No, 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 go ahead. Nobody's going to invest in you if you don't invest in yourself. 100%. And there is a video that I watch daily. It's when Will Smith said, um, this is when him and Martin Lawrence are coming out with Bad Boys 3 and they were doing the promo. He was like, listen, when you first start doing things, you're going to want people to agree with everything and you're going to want them to, it's not going to be like that all the time. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to be this cliche person, but when the ball really starts to get to roll, and that's when people jump aboard, that is just life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't get upset, you know, because I, 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 I remember when the Voice commercial came out, my friend from Atlanta called me. He was like, did I just see you on TV? He said he was watching uh, Days of Our Lives. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> daytime who is I'm like, you are in your 30s. Why are you watching Days of Our Lives? Well, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's just so funny to me because it's just, I remember when that came out and I couldn't talk about, even though everybody's seen me, but yeah. you know, contractual obligations, yeah, yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah. and then so then I was finally able to announce it, but I was seeing so many people, they were reaching out like, oh my God, I knew you. And I'm, I'm like, I ain't talked to you in years, you know what I'm saying? You know, whatever. But I didn't get upset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is the world we live in. Yeah. We are all human, yeah. you know, and it, it happens. So I don't ever get upset. Yeah. Even when I know people have wronged me, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, and the human part of me, some part of me is like, hmm. You know, but yeah. it is what it is. I would say, how do you have the discernment? You talk about getting the ball rolling. I got two things about getting yeah. the ball rolling. Yeah. You say, hey, now you got the traction, now you got the momentum, people want to hop on the, the, the bandwagon, yeah. Yeah. for lack of a better word. How do you have the discernment? Because as you get the ball rolling and you're growing your brand, now that's when you need the most people, right? That's when you need the biggest team. You need the stylist. You need the manager. Yeah. You need the booking agent. Yeah. How do you have the discernment to know? <laughs> shout out to the people behind the camera. Yeah. How, do, yeah. How do you have the discernment to know who is actually for you? You know, you know, I, <sighs> you know when people are trying to use you, your gut your gut, your gut will never steer you wrong. Yeah. You'll know when people are there for you and when they're not. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll start feeling a certain type of way. It, it's just, I'm telling you, I had a situation go on recently where um, I had to let go of, you know, me and my manager, we decided to part ways. Mm. Because he was, you know, saying and doing some things that I was just like, you know what, this is not going to work. 
you know, and, you know, other people on my team was just like, I don't like the way he's, you know, talking. I don't like the way he's treating you. I don't like the way, you know, he's talking to other people. And it just was some things I'm just like, I felt like I was almost being reverted to being confined in a box. Mm. If you're going to be on my team, you need to know who you are dealing with. Yeah. Period. I'm not going to not be myself. This is, yeah, I'm an individual, but this is also my brand. Yeah. You know, and so if you say, that was the whole reason you jumped on board in the first place. Yeah. It's because of who I already was and who I am still becoming. Yeah. You know, so don't try to confine me to or restrict me to a box. I don't like that. I'm not, you know, it, we're not going to always agree on everything because sure. we are humans. But, you know, there are certain things where you have to know when you have crossed the line, you know. And so, um, yeah, I, you'll know when people are really for you. And and I'm telling you, if you keep the people around that are not for you, God will block your blessings. Hmm. Oh, I'm telling you, yeah. I have removed some people out of my camp and then a multitude of opportunities just start up because you, you, you got to get them out of there. Yeah. Yep. You got to get them out of them. What Oprah Winfrey say, when people show you who they are the first time, believe, believe them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So we talk about that, that ball rolling, that the traction is gaining. You got the single coming out, what, 24 days, I believe? The, yeah, the what's video? today? The, the, the 26th. Oh, my God. It's the 6th. It's, it's the 6th. So it's 30th, May 30th. Right? Yeah, May 30th. So we got 24 yeah, yeah, yeah. days things coming out. Yeah. You just got the, the, the record deal signed. Yeah. You got the show in Vegas coming yeah. up. You got so many things. Yeah. A lot of people will be like, oh. He made it, yeah. right? Do you resonate with that? Do you feel like you made it? Do you still feel like, hey, I got a long way to go? How do you feel about where you're currently at in your journey? In my journey right now, you know, when I had got to deal uh, with Sonny, uh, that was months in the making, you know, after the show. But, like, I had already prepared. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to stop here. But that's where the real work begins. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I need for people to understand just because you're assigned to a label, they are only going to push you when they see you are being pushed by the people that are around you. Mm. How can they sell a product if nobody's buying into you? Yeah. You know? And so, but you have to buy into yourself first. Mm -hmm. You know, invest into yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's where the real begin, uh, work begins. And I'll always say the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. Yeah. Yep. So this shit, and I genuinely love music. I love to work. Like, I love to work. And so, you know, the real work is, it's, it's just it's just beginning for me. I, I'm never going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm telling you, like, this week has already been crazy. Yeah. But I embrace the challenges. I embrace the hard times because you know they're going to come. Yeah. 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 Before I get to my last question, mm -hmm. what's next for Kevin, right? I know we got, I know we got Red Car, but what, yeah. what else are you doing? What's next for you? What's on the horizon? So, the name of the album is called Out of the Box. Okay. And this is the first time I've said that. So, uh, so the name of the album is called Out of the Box. And when I got off the voice, I said, I will not be defined by a genre. Mm. I am music. I love all kinds of music, like R&B, pop. You know, so you're going to get a foundation of R&B, sure. you know, and pop. But you're definitely going to see, like, oh, he can do it all. Yeah. You know, and so because I just love music mm -hmm. and, it, and, and this album is an album for everybody. You know, Out of the Box is going to take you through my childhood, mm. um, uh, teenage years into where I am now. Yeah. 
And so red car is just the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I I can't wait to see you dancing tonight. I can't wait to see you happy tonight. That is such a catchy line. Like, everybody just loves it. And I have never had a song that people have been literally threatening me to say, you need to hear him put the song out. Yeah. That, but that's a good <laughs> that's feeling. That's a good thing, yeah. That's yeah, I'm yeah, like, oh yeah, my yeah. God, these people are really, like they love this song just yeah. as much as I love the song when I first heard the beat. Yeah. Shout out to Mars, you know, uh, my guy Mars for producing the track, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what's on the horizon. That got you, got yeah. you. So the name of the podcast is The Secrets to Silent Success. You mm -hmm. talked about your passion for music. You say, I am music. Mm -hmm. You talked about you love to work. Yeah. So I would ask you, what is your secret to success? I don't want to be cliche, but you do have to do it when nobody's watching. Mm -hmm. When nobody's paying attention, you have to keep going. When you feel like, oh, I don't have enough money, listen. God will send you a blessing out of nowhere, and you just be like, okay. So I would say do it when nobody's watching, and then embrace the challenges. I always say that a lot because Dia knows the other day. Dia's behind the camera, y'all. <laughs> so um, I say, like, all the time, embrace those challenges because those days where you're like, oh, my God, life is whooping my ass, you know, and just like, you know, but the next day, Literally after I had that day, we found that red car was coming out. Yeah. Like the actual release day, I was like, "Woo!" Yeah. And we had got booked for a lot of gigs. Like the e the emails, Dia. No, I keep pointing to Dia because she's behind the camera, y'all. But like, <laughs> the the bookings were coming through. Yeah. They were coming through, and it it was just insane. So, and and the day before, I had a crappy day, you mm -hmm. know. But I was just like. American Airlines, I lost my luggage. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I would say just embrace the challenges. That's, that's honestly my secret to, like, that's my solid secret to success. Yeah. You know, embracing those challenges because, listen, they are going to come and you just got to roll. Gotta roll with it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. So. Well, maybe right there, brother. I appreciate, appreciate your time. It. Look forward to yeah. doing it again. So I appreciate you all for watching this episode of Secrets of Silent Success. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. I appreciate your time and I look forward to seeing you on the next one.